0: Welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And other dumb shit. Very nice. Very, Very nice. I was kinda angry. Yeah. Because yeah, you were nervous about that, I wouldn't say it. Yeah. Um so here we are in New York City on the Lower East Side, which The Lower East Side, yeah, there you go. Which Chris loves to talk about. We're doing Dopey. And uh, I had an idea. Uh, to have some drug dealers or ex-drug dealers come on the show as guests and tell stories about dealing with people like us and what they had to do and dumb shit that they had to go through. Uh, And and the, the flip side to our stories where somebody who lives off of our addiction and has to really put up with ridiculous crap uh, in order for them to make their living, I don't think drug dealers know what they're getting. Themselves Wait, into.
1: so is this potential drug dealer that you're bringing on? Is he a drug addict as well? No. Oh, that's great. Not at all. Yeah, that's great. I've never really gotten to know any drug dealers who weren't also drug addicts. When they were strictly business, it was just strictly business. So this
0: guy I work with, um, I work with him. He he's, he he went to jail for a while. He
1: isn't at all nervous about. No. I mean, huh. he is just volunteering his first name. Well, he's not
0: even volunteering his first name. We're going to call him Toast. No, we're going to call him the drug dealer. We're going to call him Toast. Why is that? That's his nickname. That's his nickname? Toast. That's I I mean, what I call him. I mean, he has a real name, too.
1: Let me ask you a question. Did you ever get sober or absent for a period and actually miss the drug dealers you used to see? I mean, I know my life would get so small that the only person I regularly interacted with would be the people I bought drugs from. And sometimes I'd stop using, and I'd be like, "Oh, like I'm never going to see Papito again."
0: Yeah, but that's a lie. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot self-deception.
1: It is, but you, but
0: it's a feeling. That's a genuine feeling. Well, it, it, you wind up seeing this guy every day. And was Papito a drug user? Uh, he was. He so was you got user. high with him occasionally.
1: Uh, not much, but I, I did one time. Yeah, I was a actually. Dip. You know what's funny about Papito? Was he had uh, he asked me once if I had any extra clothes, which I thought was really weird because I was spending like a thousand dollars a week on heroin, um, and uh, so I gave him some extra clothes that I had. And I'm a size 11 for my foot, and I had like a pair of 12s that were like way too big for me, and uh-huh. I gave it to him. And Papito was probably like five foot two, you know, five foot nothing, and uh, he wore those 12 size <laughs> 12 shoes. For like the whole year I was seeing him. Every time I saw him, he was wearing the same shoes and they were way too big for him. So Pepito had no money. No. I don't know. It doesn't sound like Pepito had such a lucrative drug business. No. But, but before... We, I left Pepito with a hefty bill. That's the best. <laughs> the, the greatest <laughs> I owed him thing. I like 500 bucks and never... I got to a point where I just never saw him again. That's That is the best. Ripping
0: off drug dealers is the greatest thing. When because you, you, you a drug dealer makes so much money off you and yeah. you give them everything you have <laughs> so when you finally get to that one deal where you know they're never going to get paid it's it's just the best feeling
1: it reminds me that's actually my story for today is a drug deal gone wrong but should we get to that later do you what wanna? is it? no what does it remind you of
0: well i have countless <laughs> countless stories of that but the first story it makes me think of was, I think it was the first real drug deal I was ever in hmm. I was uh, I think I was 18 or something and uh, I smoked pot occasionally and I was in a band and uh, one of the guys in my band went to school in Columbia in Columbia University yeah and um, he lives in a fraternity house and we went and we, we hung out and I got stoned with this guy. And he took me to his room, and he took out his dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he took me He took me into his room, and he opened up. I remember it really well. He was rich, and, and he opened up his drawer, and he had all these ounces of weed. And he said, here, man, why don't I just front you this ounce, and, and you can sell it and, and bring me back the money? And I was like, sure, man. And uh, in my mind, all I could think was, this guy's not going to see me again, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I took the ounce and uh, and I didn't smoke that much, so I had it for the whole summer. And I robbed this fucking. Wait, this was a guy in
1: college.
0: I was still in high school. Oh, and, and he he wanted to be a big shot in front of this high school kid. An ounce. Oh, okay. and little did he know who he was dealing with. <laughs> yeah, and I, that was the first time that that happened. And I kind of I feel a little I don't feel guilty about it. But did was, you
1: ever sell? stuff
0: yeah i sold tons of drugs i sold weed and i was really bad i sold weed um and i sold weed i was a a total stoner so like i literally like i was addicted i i I might as well have been addicted to to marijuana yeah because i like i sold weed so we could sell six eighths and keep a quarter for ourselves like we do it every day and um and then, uh, and we'd run out. And selling weed was never good because we'd always smoke it and we'd always lose money. The the business that I was in that got me through uh, three years of college with money good. was acid, because I would buy you know we'd buy four sheets for a hundred dollars and sell them for five hundred dollars a sheet, and like we were broke and that just
1: paid for our lives. Every acid dealer I've ever met has been an extremely eccentric person. People who like always got the acid, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like ten years, they're weird people. Oh yeah. I well I'm I'm kind of a weird person. Pretty weird. But you know what I used to do when I sold weed is I would recalibrate my scale. So the scale would be calibrated with a two hundred gram weight and a nickel weighs five grams and I would use I forget which one it is, either use like 175 grams worth of nickels or 215. I can't remember which one, but it would make it. So I'd like weigh out an A and I'd give the person like, you know, 3.8 grams. And they'd be like, thanks man. That. I'd really <laughs> be giving them like 3.2. That is funny. Yeah. Um, but I backfired everyone. So, because of what I did, I would always throw a nickel on somebody's scale. So, if the nickel doesn't read five, then you know the scale's off, right? It doesn't read five grams. And I went to this place and I thought I was so cool, and I was like, went to throw a nickel on the scale, and the guy fucking freaked out on me. He wouldn't sell me anything. And it was five. He just was like disrespected by the fact that I would even insinuate that he was playing foul. You understand what I'm saying? You're not even listening. You're looking at your phone. Well, no. I was going to read this article. Uh, but the question is, were you ripping them off? Forget it, dude. They got it. You'll never get it. You'll have to listen to that when it gets on iTunes. No, just tell me. I forget what I said. It tell was article. It wasn't good.
0: All right. Okay, this is just, you know, food. This is just, we're trying some new stuff. And I, I thought it would be fun to read a drug article and then talk about it. I have more... You know, I sold dope, too.
1: You're going to read a fucking article right now. An entire article on here. Okay. It sounds brutal. Just read the caption. Barbershop describe, was <laughs> a front...
0: Barbershop... This reminds me of a good story. Was a front for drug gang peddling millions. And I sent this text to a guy I work with. And he, he just wrote me back and said... He wrote back, Yeah, it's crazy... Two of those guys are my boys. Do you want to hear the story? Sure. All right. When a Williamsburg barbershop offered blunts and bowls, it wasn't talking about haircuts. Are you listening? Yeah. Williamsburg, that's swanky. No, this is the, the south side. Uh, L Barbershop No, it's not. It's fucking Dominican I lived in and side. I lived no, on you the South did Side. Not. South First. Just shut up, man. He <laughs> did not. L barbershop on South Fourth Street. South Fourth. I was on near, South First. Near Keep Street.
1: No, that's a little bit away Yeah, <laughs> that's the
0: Dominican side of town. Was a front for a drug gang that peddled $1 million in cocaine and heroin a year. Damn. That doesn't sound like that much. No. Including near. Including near. But Do you remember when they were, they were drive the, uh, Listen.
1: <laughs> the ice cream trucks? Selling out of the ice cream trucks? Is that true? Yeah. You didn't hear about that? That was a Do big you, bust in Can program. you help
0: me with the grammar here? L&L Barbershop. This is one sentence. Listen to this. <laughs> L&L Barbershop. Is this a South- post?
1: Yeah. That's why.
0: On South 4th Street near Keep Street. That's a horrible written thing. On South Fourth Street near Keep Street, <laughs> near Keep, was in front was a front for a drug gang that peddled one million in cocaine and heroin a year, including near two elementary schools and a daycare. Authorities said Thursday. Well, whatever. Anywhere who? in New York City is near. A no, but who daycare. writes that? Including near? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense.
1: Let's I think I should get it a job is. writing Let's for the who post. Who wrote it? Emily Saul. Emily, get on your game. It's fucking horrible, Emily.
0: Anyway, maybe Emily's on drugs. Anyway, 22 thugs. (laughs) Thugs, huh? 22 thugs were indicted in a sweep that involved two drug trafficking crews, one of which kept a portion of
1: their stash in the barbershop's office. Do you know thugs comes from a group of people called the Thuggies? Where was that from? It's like, I don't even know, dude. It's like a long time ago. Like a couple thousand years ago, there was the thuggies, and they were like these ruthless barbarians.
0: Do you want to hear the rest of the story? No, it's no. not that long. It's not um, that long. Do I have a choice? No. Um, the crew. Oh, here we go. Authorities allege that four of the South Side Bullies crew, Armando, <laughs> Armando Baez, Ray Damas... See, that's a Dominican name. Ray Dames. Only Dominicans have names like that. Ray Damas Lopez, Juan Perez, and Christopher Rodriguez prepared and stored the drugs in their safe houses, too. Their crew of 18 made at least 15 sales within 1,000 feet of nearby nearby schools, such as PS120 on Beaver Street, PS287 on Navy Street, and the Bright Horizons Daycare Center. What
1: PS did you go to? I didn't go to a PS. You, would you go to like a name type school? Yeah. What was it called?
0: I'm not... Please, uh, you want to say we went to college. You want me to say? I went to the greatest school in, the, in Manhattan. PS 297? Yeah, P- <laughs> P- yeah <laughs> PS 297. <clears throat> this is Brooklyn. Um. Anyway, dr- so anyway, this is a story about a front. And this reminds... Should I read the rest of it? You don't want to hear the rest no, of it. No, man. This plan didn't work. No. But I <laughs> want to tell you a story that this reminds me of. I used to buy... Uh, in I grew up in Manhattan, and in the '90s, there you would buy drugs in stores. I don't know if you know about bodegas.
1: This. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> shaking my head.
0: You can't see me. Um, yes, some bodegas, but also stores. Hmm. There was a place on East Fourth Street that was across from the Hell's Angels thing. Why are you rocking back? What's wrong with
1: you? My ADHD is. Can you I'm fucking get it, listening. What it do help, you mean? It's helping me listen. The rocking is like natural homeopathic. <laughs> He's like autistic. <laughs> He's rocking
0: back and forth. Anyway, there was a, a spot on 4th Street, Jamaican spot. That's not it. The interesting spot was this place on 27th Street. And yeah, so
1: what are we talking, 4th Street, 27th Street?
0: On 4th Street, I don't know if any of you guys who are listening ever bought weed at the shop on 4th Street. It was a Jamaican record store that sold incense and weed. All right, tell me about 27th Street. 27th Street was across the street from where I grew up. And um, you go to the fourth floor in a dance studio, okay, in this gigantic building. Yeah. And there's a fucking counter. And you go up to the guy... And they sold weed and coke. Yeah, and one time I go in there, and the guy's like, "You want a haircut?" And he pulled out a clipper. I'm like, "No," and he's like, "He's like, holy shit, the cops are here!" And I like, I they have all these monitors where you could see out the front. And he's like, "Yo, get that guy out of here!" And they throw me into the back of the dance studio into this darkened room. Wait, and then, why
1: can't you be in there though? Well, because.
0: They, I guess I wanted to get out of there. The cops <laughs> yeah. were coming upstairs and I had weed too. And uh, I ran into the back of the of this place and there were like fucking Santeria candles burning in this dark room. And mm. I was like, oh my God, I was like 20 or not. I was scared. And I, I ran out of there and then I ran down a back staircase. You didn't have to run. I mean, this is
1: America. You could have stayed there. For what? To get arrested? Just hide it. Hide the weed and just stay there. Just, I mean, here are the dance, the dance... Bar. It wasn't
0: a dance studio. It was laid out like a dance studio but it was just a drug you just spot. You to
1: act like you know what you're doing or you act like you have no clue what you're doing.
0: Chris, well, these interjections are not helpful. They're not? Not at all and you're rocking but you're getting... Chris has gotten me nervous. <laughs> you know, let me just let me just break this down for a second. Normally, for Dopey, Chris drives in from his pristine, unworking life in Great Barrington, Massachusetts, to my hovel on the Lower East Side, where we usually tell four stories.
1: Mm -hmm. We
0: just told two stories and Chris is like I don't know if I can do two more Dave I don't feel that good I, I, don't, I don't really know and then and I start telling the story and he slips into Crazy Chris now Crazy Chris is like Chris in rehab on a bad day where he's got nothing to talk about. He gets this grin. He rocks back and forth like he has somewhere to be. I'm punishing you. Which Why? You're punishing <laughs> our audience. <laughs> Troy. Troy. Wait, Bradley. So, wait, okay, so
1: Santa Rhea candles. What happened Whatever,
0: right? man. I Normally Voodoo, you'd be interested Voodoo. in this story. I ran out of there and I didn't get arrested. Are you happy?
1: That was a pretty good story. I liked it. What do you like? What are Santa Maria candles? Well... Is that like voodoo stuff? No. Santeria
0: is a... There is voodoo involved in Santeria. I believe it is a... uh, Is it Santa Maria? No, it's called Santeria. And I believe it is uh, an offshoot of Catholicism that happened in... The West Indies mixing West Indian religion with Catholicism, oh. creating Santeria. Yeah, and the candles Haiti, I speak the of, Haitians, yeah, right? well, and probably Cuba, who knows? Well, and and those big candles, you know, you know what I'm talking about yeah, the big saints. On them. <clears throat> anyway,
1: you want to hear my drug story? Please. All right, so I, was, I can't handle you rocking back and forth there. Mark. I'm going to start rocking for it. Hopefully, my voice doesn't go in and out. Um, so, yeah, I was in Boston, and I was buying drugs from this guy, uh, Tommy, right? And Tommy was this old guy, was really raspy voice who lived in Dorchester. And, uh, can you do a Dorchester accent? No. But he lived in Dorchester. Can you say
0: Boston firefighter the way somebody in Boston would say it?
1: I can't. I can't even pretend a Boston accent. I
0: know this guy. He's a Boston firefighter.
1: That's not what it is. Boston <laughs> firefighter. Horrible. Not even close. Just do it. I can't. I won't. You can't do it. The Boston firefighter? Uh, he, he, me, and, me and this Boston
0: firefighter went down to the barn. We had some Wicked Doc beers. That's <laughs> not good.
1: It's pretty good. No. All right. So Tommy. Uh, I was buying dope, Yeah, I was buying dope and coke from Tommy. And Tommy was just like a middleman. He was older. He spent a lot of his life in prison. He was probably like 55, 60. How were the drugs? Not very good. They were okay.
0: How did they compare to Papito's drugs? Uh,
1: Papito had better coke. Uh, and he had better dope too I think. So Papito's drugs were better across the board. Yeah, both of these people were primarily actually heroin dealers, but I've always bought coke like and they would get it on the side. Was but th- but Papito was like a more of a like a like that's what he did all day. Tommy just like hooked people up. It was a middleman and didn't work. Probably collected. Um he probably did it so he could get some drugs. Yeah. So, Tommy I Tommy go- was Irish? Tommy was Irish, yeah. And so Are you Irish? Yeah. Um, and so I was, uh, so I have been buying a shit, probably the most drugs I've ever bought in my entire life from, uh, from Tommy. Yeah. in like a short period, like spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And, uh, so I'm hanging out with this guy, this, this other kid, his name's Mike. And, um, we, uh, we decide we have no money and we're going to burn Tommy. And when I see him, I, t- I call him, I tell him what I want. I meet him in the little, like, uh. Um, like vestibule, uh, foyer, <laughs> the little area in, the, in his building, you know, like like between the, the front, the, the lobby, yeah, but it's like nothing, you know, it's really foyer. small. Yeah, so I, I, and he he usually gives me the drugs and I give him the money, right? That's the way it goes. Yeah, so I call him up, and we got, I don't even remember exactly what the breakdown, but I was, we got, this probably saved my life. We were getting $500 worth of heroin and coke and me and this kid, Mike, were like, we're going to shoot, it would be all in 50s. 50 bags. And so we're like, we're going to shoot a whole 50 of Coke each. Wow. Which probably would have killed us. And honestly, like, I would shoot a, a half of a 50 of Coke and it was like, you know what I mean? Just like dry heaving, bell ringing, grabbing your chest, thinking you're going to die. And then <laughs> worry <worded laughs> the cops right. are outside. Like, you know what I mean? But it was like, that was like pushing it. And we, we had been drinking a little bit. We're like, all right, let's just do the, we'll do a whole 50 each. So... We go drive up, and this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna—he's uh, gonna hand me the drugs. I'm gonna hand him what money we had, and I'm gonna run out. Mike's driving the car. I jump in the back seat. He takes off. Right. So we go meet him. Right. Tom. Tom we meet you Tommy. And Mike go meet, meet Tommy, Tom? and Mike's waiting outside. Does it and, look like The Departed? It's kind of a, yeah. It's sort of a similar area, but um. So Mike's waiting. South Mike's waiting East? in the car. No, it wasn't. It was Dorchester. So Mike's uh waiting in the car. Did it look more like um? What's that movie with Matt Damon in Boston? That's also Southie. Oh, okay. Good Will Hunting.
0: Did it look like Southie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just want to say Southie.
0: Okay. Please all right. continue.
1: So uh, Mike's waiting. Oh, this, is the bad, this is the best part. This is what I think is the funniest part, was that all we had on us was three $1 bills. And I remember driving over there, trying to fold the three $1 bills to make it look like 500 <laughs> You know what I mean? I thought, like, at least if I could hand him something bulky, he might, like, it might take a second for it to register, and there's just no way to fold 3 And Tommy's your friend. Mm, eh, sort of, I guess.
0: Um, so you gave him $3 masquerading <laughs> its 500 <laughs> Yeah. And he bought it?
1: No, so no, this is what happened, and I'm not done with the story. So I go in there, I'm pretty drunk. He can tell I'm wasted, right? And... Um, I go in and and he hands me the drugs. I hand him the $3. I don't even like wait. Like as soon as I give him the $3, I just turn around and start running out the door. And I just hear him yell, Chris, you know. And we go out. I jump in the back of the car. You have the drugs? I have the drugs. Yeah, I got $500 worth of coke and heroin. I jump in the back of the car and Mike takes off. Well, it turns out, you know, Tommy was a middleman and since it was a larger deal – Whoever he was getting it from was waiting in their car on the corner, right? So they take off following us, and Tommy runs out out in the street too. Mike goes down. He bangs the first right, and I'm an idiot. I know this, the area well. It's a dead-end street, a one-way dead-end street, really narrow, right? So he goes and turns and pulls down it, right? Or well, I guess it wasn't one way. It had to be two way. But he pulls down it, and, uh, but it's narrow as fuck. And the guys come after us and pull down it. And they stay in the middle of the road so we can't get the car around them. And we're like, fuck. Oh, because we roll the windows up. These two other guys come in. I don't know. Tommy comes out. He starts yelling, I've been to prison. And like, you oh, know, I don't care. Like, yelling, all this shit, right? And uh, they come up. And so I, I rolled down the windows. It's kind of a pussy move, I guess. But this is just the best I could do. So I, I threw all the drugs out the window and just rolled the window up, you know? And he like picked them all up on the ground. And then they just waited. And I was like, oh, like what's happening? You know, they got the drugs, but like it wasn't over, you know what I mean? And uh, so the guy's like – What did you and Mike say? I'm like, we're just like panicking talking to each other. So it's probably like 2 in the morning. It's funny because
0: you're telling the story from the vantage of somebody who wasn't in the car. And you were in the car. What did you say to Mike?
1: We're Holy panicking. we are like, So we're panicking. You think they're going to kill I, so you? So I threw the drugs outside the window, right? Rolled the window up. Um, I'm in the back seat. Mike's driving, and the guys are the guys are still in their car. And Tommy's outside running around like prison stuff, and they're not letting us go. Even though been okay, running around like prison, he's running around yelling like he's been to prison. He's all hopped up, you know. I don't care, like blah blah blah. You know, like, I'll, go, fuck, back to prison. I'll yeah. go back to prison. Yeah, 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 that shit. So the other guys are sitting in the car, and then like and there's, their lights are on, like, and we can't get past it. So the best thing I could come up with was it was like 2 a.m. I was like, yo, I was like, just Mike's like, lay on the horn. So he just held the horn down and it was like loud as fuck. And then they got nervous and backed out. And
0: he never saw Tommy me again.
1: No, I fucking went back to him like three months later and it was business as usual. He was like, ah, oh man, I know you were really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's I remember so like funny. I didn't even call him back. I was like, rang his doorbell. And like, I thought I was like so nervous, but like I was like sick and stuff. And then he like came out, he saw me, he like started laughing. That's so funny. Yeah. You were dope sick and you're like, yeah. fuck, yeah. you gotta go back <laughs> yeah. to Tommy. Yeah. That's fucking hysterical. Yeah. That is a good one. But if we had got that, if we had each shot uh, 50, I mean, that's like. That was your plan? You're like,
0: we're gonna go to there, Tommy, we're gonna rip him off, and
1: we're gonna shoot 50 bucks at once each, man. Of <laughs> Coke, dude. Yeah, it was probably like, I mean, they were small bags, so it probably would have been shooting like over a half a gram of, sh- probably not great coke, but still, that's like, it would gonna kill you. It's hysterical. It's a great story. Yeah. Now, so it was lucky. My point was, it was lucky we didn't get it.
0: When I, when I, I love that story. It's really funny. Because it's also so crazy.
1: Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Um, you know what's funny? is I didn't even remember that until like a couple years ago. Um, it just like, like I, I had remembered it, but it wasn't something like I actively like thought about and something reminded me of it. And I was like, God, like, that's pretty bad. Like, something bad could have happened there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like, really, I didn't even
0: remember it for It was years. a really good idea to put, to hit the horn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, there's so many
0: stories. Like, I'm sitting here and thinking about drug dealers I've had. And I've had so many.
1: Yeah,
0: You know? And, and, and like Papito, who, you know, like people who I would see every day. Yeah. And um, there's so many that I've forgotten. And this, uh, I'm going to tell a really just... It's not even a story. It's just it's just a story in that it happened, but it's not a story. When I lived in Los Angeles, um, you know, I would cop always downtown, and somehow, I think I knew this junkie kid from the methadone clinic, and he took me to this other spot, which was way further downtown, like um, you took like the fifteen past um, the Staples Center all the way to like, you, you took it like 15 minutes down past normal downtown and uh, and we would buy dope,
1: you ready for this,
0: <clears throat> Listen in. from a blind Mexican named Sergio What? and somehow Sergio could tell <clears throat> what you're giving him, I, I don't even know how Dude, he could what tell, what the
1: fuck, he was a nobody blind, ever tried to burn him?
0: Uh, I don't know. I didn't, yeah. you know, I, and I, I, would be so and his dope was so much better than the dope downtown. And, uh, I would, and he only worked, he worked from like four in the morning to like sunrise. And when the sun came out, Sergio was gone and you got him during these prime time methadone moments. And like, <laughs> if the sun came up, you miss Sergio. I would go to bed at night, like 8.30, yeah. 9. I'd wake up at 3 or 4 in the morning, and I'd be so excited. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go see surgery. <laughs> and I would tiptoe around the apartment with my girlfriend, like, so she wouldn't wake up. I would steal her car keys. I would steal her wallet. I would go to the grocery store, take money out of her bank account, and I would drive to this spot, and I would sing. Well the weather outside is frightful but the fire is so delightful and many to go Sergio 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 I thought it was just I love that. Yeah. And I would get there and, and he hated me like Sergio. He'd be like, what do you want? And I would buy and I'd buy it from him or come on. But he was fucking
1: blind. That's nuts, man. Blind drug dealer. Um Yeah, I wonder if he was like Protected and he, know, obviously yeah. he
0: had to have been, but uh, yeah, blind drug dealer. Uh, I sold dope for a minute, you know, I was like part of a dope co op where like five or six of us, one of us would always buy the quantity and then like bring it. Yeah, and I wound up robbing some fucking dope dealer in Harlem for thousands of dollars. I remember I would keep bundles like 10 bundles I would get at a time and I would keep them in. A flashlight, one of those old orange flashlights. Yeah, and I would just like give some out. I'd take some. I would sell it. Whatever. I, there were so many drug dealers that I would see hmm. every day, and there were old drug dealers in New York that uh, who were middlemen, and we would cop together, or we'd just wander the streets, and you know, it was a lot of weird. A lot of weird relationships are forged uh, around uh, drugs, and indeed. Anyway, indeed, this was our drug dealer extravaganza. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it more than Chris did. There's something. What's wrong with you? All right. You didn't even pay attention to this. Thank you very much. What are you doing? Why are you stopping it so prematurely? Well, say goodbye. I want to say a nice goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Write us an email at dopeypodcast at gmail Hold on. Before you, hit, what's wrong with you? Nothing, man. No, tell them. Uh, goodbye. No, no, no. He looks <laughs> like he's on drugs.
1: What's going on? I'm just – my ADD is in full gear. What does that what does that look like? And
0: I'm rocking and I just can't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly. It's not pretty. Okay, dopeypodcast at gmail.com. Or dopeypodcast on Instagram. Peace out.